Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you always wished you had and secretly you're trying to get. If you want to get off the struggle bus of trying to hate yourself thin and beating yourself up to get it together already, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and I'm also a certified life coach. Did you know that you can be confident and not have it all together? Stick with me. I'll show you how. Welcome to the podcast, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to see the downloads each week and that they are growing in number. And that means that people are finding this content and sharing it with their friends and getting value from it. And that is just all I want. I just want to say the biggest thank you to those of you who have written reviews and you've shared and you've rated my podcast. It's so great and I appreciate it so much. It helps to get my message to more people and that's truly what I am doing this podcast for. I don't have any sponsors and I don't get paid anything for doing this podcast. I just do it because podcasts help me change my own life and led me to where I am today and I just want to help other women like me do the same. So this podcast is 100% pay it forward and if I can help just one woman like me create the life she dreams of, then this podcast is so worth it. And I am so grateful for all of you who are here and who are enjoying this and sharing it with your friends. And I love it. So if you are one of those people that's enjoying these episodes and you haven't had a chance to share, rate, or review, would you please do me a favor and do that for me? Every time I get a rating or a review, it pushes me up closer to the top of the podcast feed and more people can find this podcast and my message. So if you would do that for me, I would surely appreciate it. And I know all the women that are waiting to find this podcast. Thank you as well. All right, let's get into today's episode, how to stop quitting on yourself. Now, most of us have had a goal that we wanted to achieve and we didn't make it. We didn't achieve that goal. Maybe it's an advancement in a job or learning to play the piano or starting a new business from home, or maybe it's losing a specific amount of weight, whatever it is that we've, we've all experienced not achieving a goal. Now, if I talk to each one of you individually, you would each have really good reasons of why you didn't achieve that goal. Some of those reasons would like, and you're on board with, but some of those reasons you don't like. Some of the reasons that you didn't achieve this goal, you're not fine with and you don't like. Today, we're going to talk about the reason of quitting when we just plain quit. I have lots of experience in this area and I've quit a lot of things. Most of them, I didn't really want to quit, but I did. So I want to talk to you today about three of the reasons why we quit. And I'm willing to bet you can relate to these as well. All right, so number one, all or nothing. When we're in this all or nothing state of mind, it looks like we're all in and we're spending all of our time and energy trying to do it perfectly. We're following all the rules. We're doing it exactly the way it's lined out. 
when we can't keep that up or something happens that we can't control, then we just quit. We just throw it all away. So either we're all in or we're all out. We just throw in the towel and it's over. And we say things like, we fell off the wagon or I might as well just quit, right? So let me give you an example. So you're on an eating plan and working towards losing weight. You have a meal plan for the day of what you're going to eat and when you'll eat it. And then the day goes differently than you thought it would or than you planned it would. And maybe there's some fighting among your kids, um, a heated phone call from a sister-in-law. It takes you longer at the bank than you had planned. And you're late picking up your child from summer camp. You walk in the door starving and frustrated. And suddenly that salad that you had planned and ready in the fridge is the last thing that you want to eat. But there's ice cream in the freezer and that's what you need, ice cream. That will fix it. I know you've been there, right? Without even realizing it, you quit on your meal plan. And here's the interesting thing to look at. This is a very familiar scenario and we can see that if I don't want the salad, then I go directly to ice cream. Salad versus ice cream. Total opposite ends of the spectrum. The thought in your mind might be something like, this salad is not going to taste but ice cream? Yeah, ice cream will taste good. We don't go from salad to crackers and cheese or even the salad fixings on a sandwich. We go directly to the opposite side of of salad to ice cream. All or nothing. Isn't that interesting? I think it's interesting. Our brains like extremes. Extremes are easy to figure out. Opposites don't take much work to figure out. And your brain is just offering you what's easy in the moment. The opposite of what you planned. Then we decide that if we're going to eat the ice cream, then a bag of popcorn won't hurt either. The next thing that happens after all of that is self-loathing and judgment. Before we even can speak our name and address, we've quit the eating plan for the day, at least for the day. But in my experience, it's actually days of quitting, all because of this all or nothing and extreme thinking. So the number one way To not quit on yourself is to watch out for extremes and all or nothing thinking. Okay, number two, there's no room for experimenting. Another reason that we quit is when we aren't doing it perfectly. We make some mistakes. It wasn't going like we wanted it to or like we thought that it would. And we leave no room for error. And we leave no room for learning. We have a plan and we've thought it through, sometimes even extensively thought it through. And it makes sense that we would be successful following that plan. So when we don't succeed, we think it's because we didn't do it right or we didn't do it good enough. And I want to invite you to give yourself permission to experiment along the way to your goal. Now, when I say to give yourself permission, I mean 
that you decide not to beat yourself up if the way you planned it to go isn't the way that it goes. Instead, you decide to simply try something different and that doesn't mean that you did it wrong or that you're never going to get it right. It just simply means you're going to try again. You're leaving room for experiments. You're leaving room for experimenting what works and what doesn't. Maybe the thing that works today doesn't work tomorrow. It's a game. Find out what works. It's an experiment, right? Okay, let me give you an example of this. Let's say that you're trying to lose weight and you've decided to do intermittent fasting. You do that for two months and don't lose a single pound. Most of us would say, well, that didn't work. And we'd go back to what our eating habits were before. If you can relate and you want to give yourself room to experiment with this, then this is what you would do. After two months and not losing any weight, you would do an experiment and you would ask some questions to yourself. Okay, here's some questions. What have you noticed about your body or your hunger since you started intermittent fasting? What about your energy level? Are you still having headaches or night sweats or any other physical issues? Take in some data other than simply the weight that registers on the scale. Then we ask, what is your eating window? How much are you eating during that eating window? Do you need more food? Do you need less food? Now let's talk about macros. Maybe you need more protein. Maybe you need more fat, more carbs, or maybe you need less. Then we look at how much you're moving your body. See, do you see? There's so many questions and things to experiment with besides just using the morning weigh-in to determine our success. But this is what we do, right? It's not happening fast enough, so we bail out altogether, as if that will speed it up, right? We know that it won't speed it up. We know that intellectually. But what it will do is give us permission to eat ice cream because we aren't dieting anymore. So the number two way to not quit on yourself is to give yourself permission to experiment. Try something different and not make it mean that you failed. The only way that we really fail is when we quit trying. Give yourself permission to keep trying. And that means you're winning, not failing. Do some experiments. Just because one thing didn't work, or maybe it didn't work during that day, doesn't mean that it's not going to work tomorrow. And if you don't follow your meal plan, stuff gets in the way. That doesn't mean that you failed either. You just, okay, look at what happened today. Let's avoid those distractions or let's plan for those distractions. This thing happened or that thing happened. Are those the things that normally happen during the day? Is that like par for the course? You know how we always say, well, par for the course, the kids didn't take as long of a nap as we thought they would, or par for the course, somebody called, or par for the course, right? We all know the things that are going to come in that distract us. Use those as a guideline so that you can figure out what you're going to do when those things come up, okay? All right, the next one. Your thoughts are not facts. The things that we tell ourselves most of the time are not facts. 
especially when it comes to achieving your goal. When we set out to achieve something and then we don't, the things that we think in our mind are usually not facts. They're usually thoughts. Like, you always make these mistakes, or you never learn, or I'm never going to lose this weight. This isn't working, right? But we have a ton of evidence that we've collected that makes it feel really true, right? Our brain is wired to collect and search for evidence to prove our beliefs true. So if we have a belief that we're a failure, well, our brain's going to go out and find all the evidence to prove that that's true. If we have a belief that I can never lose weight, and that is something that's just kind of running in the background, then your brain is going to go out and search for that, right? So here's an example. So you start eating plan and you end up losing 20 pounds. Your goal is to lose 50, but the scale is slowing down and you're not losing at the same rate that you were before. And your brain immediately starts into thinking, this is not working. This isn't working anymore. Why isn't this working? I will never lose this weight. I can't lose weight. You see? So when you have this going on in your mind, then your brain goes out and starts looking for the things to prove it. This is all happening subconsciously and you're totally unaware of it. So you eat the salad for lunch, but as you're eating it, you're thinking, this isn't working. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. I have to eat this salad and it's not going to work. You have this kind of running in the background and without even being aware of it, you eat twice as much dressing as you normally would or that you planned on and you eat all the croutons and you decide the breadstick won't matter because, you know, this isn't working. I will never lose weight, right? Then when you stop the eating plan, you say stuff like, I ate a salad every day and it didn't work. And maybe a few croutons and a breadstick really are fine. I don't want to get into like good foods versus bad foods here. But the point is, if you didn't plan to eat the croutons and the breadsticks ahead of time, then when you mindlessly grab them, you don't realize it's slowing down your progress. And then you end up quitting because it's not working, because it's not going fast enough, when that's really not true. When you have disempowering thoughts going on in your brain, it will keep you from achieving your goal. All of the reasons you have of not achieving your goal are just thoughts. The best news ever is that thoughts are optional. You can keep them or not. You can just as easily choose to think this is working. I am capable of losing this weight and then set your brain off to prove that true, right? So the number three way to stop quitting on yourself is to remember that your thoughts are not facts. And just because you haven't reached your goal yet doesn't have to mean that you won't ever reach it, right? So let's recap. Three ways to stop quitting on yourself. Number one, watch out for extremes and all or nothing thinking. That eat everything, eat nothing. Stay on your protocol and your eating plan 100% or bust. How many of us do that? We're like, well, I, d- I was off my eating plan today. I didn't, I didn't eat the what I said I was going to eat. And then I'll ask you, okay, what was on your eating plan? And you tell me. 
Okay, what did you eat? And you ate everything on your eating plan except you ate a breadstick with your salad. And now you have just decided that the whole entire day is for naught because you ate one breadstick with your salad. But everything else was good. You kept to your protocol all the rest of the time. So if you don't do it 100% perfectly, then you just discount the entire day. And that happens so many times with so many different things. If you start watching, you will see it happen so many times it will blow your mind. Your brain loves that extreme thing. It's so easy for your brain to do extremes and it, it just is easy. Our brains are lazy. It's like the lazy cat that wants to just lay around and take a nap all day, right? So watch out for that. Watch out for the lazy cat that just, you know, is all or nothing or those extremes. When you are thinking that you're going to eat a salad, you've planned on eating a salad and find yourself eating ice cream. Like, I don't know how much more extreme that can be, right? One of my clients brought that to one of our coaching sessions. She was going to eat, um, I think it was salad with tuna or something. And she ended up eating ice cream. (laughs) And we talked about how crazy that was that her brain just automatically went to the extreme and offered her ice cream. And and she was like, yeah, that's what's going to fix this this situation is if I eat ice cream and not the salad. So that is, that is something that comes up so many times. Watch out for it. You'll see it in all the things that you do. And we do this with everything, everything in our lives, um, with relationships, with parenting, with all of it. It's just, it's, it's everywhere. This all or nothing thinking it's just black and white. And there's so much color in between. There's so many options in between, so many really good options in between. If we can just notice that all or nothing thinking and just stop it in its tracks and really start questioning it, you'll be able to find so much traction in between those extremes. Okay. Number two, give yourself permission to experiment. This is probably my favorite thing with dieting, especially. Well, actually in relationships too. I find that it works really well in most things, actually, if you talk about like building a business and money and all that kind of stuff, it's fun to experiment. And when you look at it as an experiment, then you kind of let yourself off the hook to do it perfectly because it's an experiment. You're just trying things out. Well, let's see if this works. And then when it doesn't work, you're like, well, it was just an experiment. So I guess we'll try something else. But we don't do that with diets. We don't do that with our weight loss. We make a decision that we want to lose 50 pounds and we're going to do it this particular way. And if that doesn't work, then I'm a loser. I can never lose weight. This isn't working. I'm destined to be fat. Like there's no room for, well, that didn't work. I wonder what else I could try. There's no room for that at all. And there's no room in learning what that particular diet plan actually did for you and what you learned about yourself. There's no room for that at all when we quit. We don't look at the data. We don't look at what we've learned about ourselves. Maybe we realize, actually, I don't really want breakfast. Turns out I'm not really hungry at breakfast. I was just eating because the clock said I should, you know, but we didn't lose any weight. So therefore intermittent fasting didn't work. We just toss it out without really going back and seeing what worked and what didn't. What did I notice about my body that was happening while I was doing that versus when I'm not? What foods 
reacted in my body differently and than they used to. Like all of those things, we don't really give room to collect that data and to find that out because we're so focused on losing two pounds a week. And if we don't lose two pounds a week, then that thing we're doing is not working. Extremes, right? So leave room for experiments. Leave room for part of it to not work, but part of it did. Take the part that did and grow on that part instead of tossing the whole thing out, right? Doing an experiment, that's what that means. You're going to see what worked and you're going to take that and what didn't work, you're going to try something new, right? Okay, the third one. Remember that your thoughts are not facts. When you get on the scale and your brain offers you, this is not working, that's a thought. I can never lose weight, that's a thought. Those are not facts. We cannot prove that. No matter how hard we try, we cannot prove that. Because there's so many things you could try that you haven't tried yet. We have not exhausted all of the ways that you can lose weight and all of the the plans. We haven't exhausted them all. So we don't know for sure. And those kinds of thoughts make me want to eat cheeseburgers and french fries and ice cream. So let's choose different thoughts that are a little bit more empowering when we get on the scale. And I choose to do a little 30 second a mind reboot before I get on the scale. And I tell myself, it's only one measure. That's only one measure of my success is what the scale says. It's not all or nothing. It's not the be all end all. It's only one measure. And I'm going to write that down in my little notebook along with all the other things. And then together I'm going to make an accumulation of what I do next tomorrow or what I do next week. So the weight on the scale is only a marker. It's only one marker of many markers. And those thoughts that are going on in your head, they're not true. They're lying. They're lies, straight up lies. Don't listen to them. You guys can reach your goals, I promise. Your weight loss goal, your business goal, your family goal, you can get there, whatever it is, but it won't be without some trial and struggle. It just won't. That's how we learn. That's how we learn what works and that's how we learn what doesn't work. So if you're listening to this episode and you're realizing that you've quit a goal, you've quit something, that's okay. It's all right. It's part of learning. It's part of the game. It's part of learning what works and what doesn't learning about yourself and right you it's it's all part of the learning process it's okay you can always try again it's never too late you guys look at all the things that you know now and take all of that information and try again and if you guys are on a weight loss journey if that's what your goal is like a lot of the ladies that are um, listening to the podcast and that are commenting and on my instagram and And all of that stuff are doing weight loss. Like weight loss is always a thing, right? It's always something that we're trying to figure out, right? So if you're on a weight loss journey and you're ready to try something new, something you've never tried before, then get on the interest list for my program, Eight Pounds Down in Eight Weeks. We start with getting the mindset foundation first. 
Losing weight is only 50% about the food. The other 50% is your mindset. And you've probably got the food part dialed in. You're probably pretty good at that. But the mind drama and the emotional eating is what's keeping you stuck. Come with me, my friend. I'll show you the way. The ladies in my group that are doing it right now are having breakthroughs every single week. It's so fun to watch. The doors to the next group for the eight pounds down in eight weeks opens in July. So go to my website at sherrybrazier.com forward slash the number eight and then pounds spelled out P-O-U-N-D-S. And also when you get on the interest list, you'll get my free four pillars of health tracker. Okay. And this is going to help you get started in deciding what to do to ensure success in weight loss and healthy living. And it's going to help you track your most important activities so that you can see your progress. And this tracker is also something that I offer inside the program, eight pounds down in eight weeks. So by getting it now, you'll have a head start in your journey to losing eight pounds in eight weeks. So go to my website, sherrybrazier.com forward slash eight pounds and get on the interest list for the next group and that free tracker. So I hope that you enjoy the tracker. It's really fun. Um, It's been helping lots of ladies. It's helped me. I hope you guys enjoy it. Go get that guide and get on the interest list so that you can uh, be the first to know when I open up that next group. Okay. That's all for this week, my friends. Have a great weekend and I will see you next week. Take care. Bye.